This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Monty Python's Holy Grail. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Usually they step all over me, so now I'm giving you time and now you're not doing it. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a joke. This movie came out in 1975, directed by Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, written by all those assholes. Oh, St- Teddy. St- <laughs> and starring all those assholes. The Monty Python crew. You, you know who they are. Uh, unless you guys want to go over them specifically. Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Eric Idle, Terry Gilliam, Terry Jones, Michael Palin, Connie Booth. Blah. Uh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> He said, unless you guys want to go through them individually, and then you did it. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Um, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Who's this from? This is from uh, Alex, right? So you nominated this movie. Give a little uh, background here. I didn't know this movie existed until I was in high school. I think that's when everybody discovers this movie, right? High school? I don't remember. I'll take it as a yes. Uh, I don't yeah, I... I... I think I'd, I'd seen it before then, but, you know, same difference. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen this movie. Uh, it was like a British comedy. What the hell is that? And then I saw it, and instantly, not instantly, it kind of grew on me over the years, mostly because a lot of the jokes went over my head because, you know, different cultures and whatnot. And it's a bit, uh, for all the lowbrow bullshit that's in this movie, there's some stuff that is like, you you got to really think about it to get the joke. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like it. I keep appreciating this movie more as I grow older. I would agree with that. Oh, first time for everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, my background with this, I'd always heard of it, all the Monty Python stuff. And yeah, as a kid, I just didn't get it, and I didn't like it very much. Um, this one, I had seen the beginning part with the, you know, slapping the coconuts and being on horses and all And I was like, oh, this is dumb. And then a few years ago, a buddy at work, he's like, God damn it. And he just, like, he got on, because he, he heard the podcast, like, you guys need to talk about this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. And he forced me to watch it. And he gave me his disc, and I watched it. And I liked it. Still, you know me and the Brits, it just doesn't work that well with me. So. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, Jeff. There was there was one line that happened early on, where even I was like, oh, man, I, need, I think I need subtitles for this. And then I thought, <laughs> I thought, Jeff's probably pissed off right now. Yeah, well, and it's like it's not only the yeah the accents. It's some just some British humor nails with me, and I love it. And other ones just don't. And it falls so flat. And so there's parts of this where I'm dying. Other parts where I'm just like, ugh. But um, that's my history with it. So yeah, I saw it for the first time fully three four years ago, and then watched it again the other day. So that's my history, Scott. Um. So yeah, I I remember kind of getting back into the the whole Monty Python thing, sort of, anyway. Because uh, I, I was never, like, super fan, like some people get into it. Uh, but I still really enjoyed it. Uh, but, yeah, I remember getting the DVD for 
Holy Grail back when DVDs were kind of new. Uh, and, and watching it again and reappreciating, like Alex, Alex was saying, a lot of the stuff that I probably missed the, the first time around. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into it, have you guys watched most of their other stuff, like Life of Brian and all that stuff? Yes, or? yes. Life of Brian, uh, mm-hmm. Secret of Life. Yep. Uh, and now for something completely different. I haven't seen that. Um, okay. Yeah, that's like, that's even a title those. which I might be confusing myself, but uh, I, I I would say that I think Life of Brian is the best of their movies because they actually treat it like a film. <laughs> the, yeah. with the beginning, middle, and end without all the fourth wall breaking. Yeah, yeah, I have not seen those, but I've always heard Life of Brian is good, so I got, I'll check it out one of these days. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, as usual, each of us will talk about seven items from the movie, good or bad. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven, and this movie starts out strong, and this is one of the jokes that I used to hate as a kid, but I love and I appreciate now, is the the fake Swedish credits. Because <laughs> at first I'm like, what? <laughs> is this wrong? What do I have on? I'm going to check my settings. <laughs> then I'm like, wait a minute, I can read this. It's in English. What the fuck is going on? And then they have the thing about the moose and everything. And then immediately after that, the Swedish subtitles are gone. But then in the credits, you see Moose Trainer and this ridiculously long Swedish name. And you keep hearing, you keep seeing stuff about a uh, uh, guy in charge of wiping the moose's nose and everything. And it just keeps going into complete ridiculousness until the credits are like something completely unrecognizable that they've redone at great expense and it's a great little um foreshadowing of what this movie is just a bunch of yeah hi 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 like yeah the, yeah mexico baby yeah see i, I that's i hate it so stupid <laughs> i know that's why i love it okay <laughs> to each their own i guess <laughs> All right, uh, my number seven is the yeah the little guy. I don't even know. I like, I like coconuts, whatever they're using to do the horses thing. Like, I like it and I don't like it. It's clever. I get it. It's like it puts you in the stage of what this movie is, and I like it. But it's also stupid. I don't know. Like, it's just one of the lasting memories. Like I said, because I've watched. That's the part I saw the longest ago. Um, so when I think of this movie, I think of them just gall. Not galloping, gallanting through the forest. With <laughs> yeah. the little... okay. yeah. So, so it was, it was funny when I saw it at first, and then the rest of the movie, it's like okay. I, I did laugh <laughs> out loud at one point though when, um, when they they he has more than one night, <laughs> they have multiple dudes <laughs> doing the coconuts. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. And then the whole hours. and the whole argument about the coconut in the very beginning too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Scott, you're number seven. Okay, so my number seven is the... <laughs> so as, as I was watching this, I found myself laughing at just kind of li- little moments, just like little punctuations in the middle of scenes, not not necessarily the punchlines of what was going on. Um, and made me laughed is... Uh, for, for my number seven is... There was just a long shot after they had done... They, they got done wheeling the Trojan Rabbit up in front of the castle. And there's just this, this long shot. It lasts like five seconds of just this thing sitting out there. 
<laughs> in front <laughs> next to the castle. This really, yeah, this really wide shot, and it just looks so ridiculous and made me laugh. I mean, there's lots of things, there's lots of shots like this in the movie, and I think that's where the the real like comedy kind of I, I would say genius, but cleverness comes in. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, who knows if they actually wrote it that way, but uh, yeah, that cracked me up just seeing that long shot of the the stupid looking rabbit. <laughs> All right, Alex, number six. My number six is the stupid Camelot suck and the song and the uh, song and dance number <laughs> that all the knights in their head. Yeah, that was pretty good. It's like, oh, there it is, Camelot, Camelot. Yeah. We're knights of the round table. We're They're all dancing around, crashing on tables. Oh, and that part where the dude is drumming on uh, the helmets. Star Wars ripped it off. <laughs> yub nub. Yeah. So got yub nub. They're all kicking chickens all around and everything, and they step on a cat at one point. This song is great. And then afterwards, it's just a hard cut back to Arthur. You know what? <laughs> Let's not go to Camelot. <laughs> it's a silly place. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, was, that was my favorite part was that, the whole thing at the end, just the, the, the punchline for that whole scene. <laughs> you just turn around in the opposite direction. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. All right, uh, my number six is the the knights who say knee in the shrubbery. I just it stuck with me when I saw it again. I I laughed and also just being a stupid white guy. There was a guy we used to work with whose name was Knee, and so we would say it all the time. <laughs> I'm sure he was not <laughs> thrilled with it, but Knee. I don't know. <laughs> we had a shrubbery. We had the knights who say knee. So there it is. There's my number six. One of them was huge for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott, number six. Okay. Number six is uh, just a gag, uh, I don't know, three quarters of the way through the movie, when uh, Arthur gallops into some little hamlet, and <laughs> I think it's when he's looking for the shrubbery at that point, and uh, there's just the old woman outside just beating her cat, <laughs> <laughs> against the side of her hut. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. time it is, just it's it's just outside beating this cat against the wall for like no reason. Uh, again, cracked me up. Just a, a little side thing. Uh, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is the callbacks. Because some of the jokes aren't good like the first time around but then i found myself laughing even harder when they just called it back and it wasn't even like uh, a big thing it was like nice and subtle but it made me laugh even harder because of the setup that it did previously i mean the biggest one is the one about the uh the the migrating swallows and the coconuts yeah (laughs) that one just runs throughout the whole movie but there's also the one uh later on when he's throwing the grenade when arthur's throwing the grenade he goes one two, five, three, sir. Oh, sorry, three. And then later on when they're walking over to the bridge, he's like, so he's going to ask us these five questions. Oh, three, sir. Oh, three questions. Yeah, the, the same thing happens when they were counting all the knights that died. Spoilers to the to the uh, buddy. Yeah, he names out the three of them. He's lost, we lost five men. It's actually three, sir. <laughs> yeah, three. <laughs> uh, just little things like that. Yeah. With all the callbacks, freaking gold. Yeah, the guy's... 
There's the swallows, the big argument. And then later on in the movie, you see a messenger tying a coconut to a swallow and sets it loose. Oh. Gold. It is gold. All right. Uh, my number uh, five is the death bridge scene. And... <laughs> Damn it. That was good. <laughs> and he, you know, he's going to ask you your riddles. And some of them are super easy and some of them not so much. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Blue. All right, there you go. Off you go, then. <laughs> Sir Robin. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> like Galhead gets the question wrong about the color. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best. So what's the capital? I forgot what it was. Assyria. Assyria. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. So. I like how like, they, get, they get cast into the, was it, the Gorge of Eternal Peril? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Fly up and down like an Al Bundy body. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Okay, my number five. Uh, one of the iconic scenes, and I, w- I was curious because I hadn't watched this in a long time. Actually, uh, you know, if if some of those scenes that uh, made their way into to pop culture, um, if I would be, if I would think as well of them, basically. And the uh, the whole Black Knight scene is still hilarious. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I my list. <laughs> and again, it's it's the little little uh, like punctuations. My I think my favorite part of that was uh, <laughs> is I think it's after Arthur's cut off his second arm, and he just the way Graham Chapman says it is fucking hilarious. He's like, "Look, you bastard! You st- look, you stupid bastard! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've lost both arms. You've got no You've got arms. arms. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but like, just the way he says, "Look, you stupid bastard!" <laughs> it's so British, uh, but so well delivered. No. Uh, but yeah, but just that that whole scene. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll call it a draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. have a little more to say about this later. Yeah, so. me too. <laughs> Uh, all right, Alex, your number four. My number four is uh, a bit biased, but the animated sequences are phenomenal. They've been uh, uh, actually uh, indie game Rock of Ages. Uh, does it count as an indie game? Yeah. Rock of Ages? Oh, yeah. Scott? Yes. Yes? Yes. Sorry, I couldn't hear any of that. <laughs> I only heard it. Yeah, Same here. Oh, sorry, can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, I would definitely say that qualifies as an indie title. They do like um, animate little animated cutscenes and stuff in the style of uh, Monty Python. I'd say. I mean, do they do that in the in the TV show? Too? Oh yeah. Okay. Like the the whole God thing is right out of the right out of it. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. They're fantastic. All the all the creatures are uh, well drawn and whatnot. And then that one gag when the monster's chasing everybody. The animator suffered a fatal heart attack, <laughs> and uh, King Arthur and his knights can go on in his adventure. Uh, awesome. All right. Uh, my number four is um, the yelling down from the castle stuff and the I fart in your general direction and <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah, so I remembered all that, but I, I think the what made me laugh the hardest was the stupid gauntlets they all have on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all fluffy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> such a nice little touch. <laughs> Who are you? I am French. That's why I have this ridiculous, ridiculous accent. accent. Yeah. 
I told him we already have one. <laughs> uh, I wave my privates at your aunt. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number four. Alex. Or no. Scott, number Scott, four. Number four. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, number four is the... I, I enjoyed the entire segment, uh, mostly the end of it, but the, the Galahad quest... Uh, <laughs> he goes to the to the castle, and uh, there's basically all these. Uh, they describe themselves as schoolgirls, <laughs> brunettes, and blondes. <laughs> uh, but just uh, Michael Palin's great here uh, as the. <laughs> um, you know, at first he he's trying to fight it, and then Lancelot shows up, and by then he's ready to give in. <laughs> the the. The, the best line is uh, as as Lancelot's dragging him away from all these women um, that are that are basically throwing themselves at Galahad the Chaste as he calls himself mm-hmm. uh, is he's like I can take them there's only 150 of them yeah. <laughs> oh yes he can take us easily <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the, the part that made me laugh the most is like after they they drag him out the one woman just goes oh shit. <laughs> they almost had him. Yeah, Michael Palin <laughs> just the, the delivery again, and 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 John Cleese uh, with the uh, just playing it completely straight. But the <laughs> there's only 150 of them. <laughs> uh, again, the, the one of the scenes with the punchline uh, was the funniest part, and then the little punctuation again with with the woman going, "Oh shit." The punchline being the funniest part isn't that usually what happens. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of the, that's what I'm saying. The as I watch this, I found like little 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 things in the middle of the scenes that weren't punchlines to be funnier to me. Oh, okay. So you're saying, yeah. All right, uh, run, Alex. Number three. Number three is the scene with the Black Knight. I just want to say that this is when I first watched it. This is the first. This is when the movie started for me uh, back in high school. Because you see these two knights fighting and everything. It's like, okay, this is a goofy movie. Whatever. And then all of a sudden the Black Knight just throws his sword like a spear straight into that little eye slit of the guy's helmet and just starts spurting gallons of blood. It's like, holy shit. That was awesome. And then then that kind of set up (laughs) for all the limb destroying that happened afterwards. And I just wanted to highlight when Arthur thought he won and he, and he put his sword down to pray. <laughs> the Black Knight just kicks him straight in the face. <laughs> uh, I think uh, with this latest watch, that was the funniest part for me. <laughs> when he's lost his arms and he's still like dancing around. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking my good. favorite part. Yeah. <laughs> and that his arms are clearly just tucked into his shirt, too. Like, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number three is the endless running scene. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Was it Lancelot? Just yeah, that's La- yeah. that Lancelot's story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I forgot about that until I saw it. It goes on for fucking ever. He just keeps... <laughs> yeah, they just keep looping the same film, right? Moving, he's getting further away from the castle. Oh, God. So that's where I lose it. So I don't know what kind of humor that is. But that stuff... It's a stupid humor, I guess, is what I like. I don't yeah. know, but that is what get, got me. Awesome editing is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> <Just running. laughs> 
Then the guard just goes, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, that's it. Lancelot running to, endlessly running towards the castle is my number three. Scott. Okay. Uh, number three. Uh, so, the, uh, the, the witch scene. Um, so, witch scene. Yes, exactly. Um, so, a lot, a lot of funny <laughs> stuff going on in the scene when they, uh, early on when, when Arthur's going through, <laughs> when he arrives at the first village to find Sir Bedivere. And, uh, all the townsfolk are, are, are trying to hang a witch, and they're dressed up as a witch, and he was poking holes in all their arguments. Uh, you know, there's the, the famous line of the, she turned me into a newt. Well, I got better. Yeah, I got better. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the thing that made me laugh the most was there, there's, there was one, one point when, uh, Benavere asked them, I, I think it's after he asked them, you know, what, what is a witch made of? And they're all just thinking about it. <laughs> and at one point you see Eric Idle like bite on the end of the, the side that he's got. Like it, it's just this little thing, but Oh, crack me up. Uh, but yeah, that, that whole scene. And then it turns out that she actually is a witch. <laughs> Despite all the stupid logic, they, they, they go to, to, to reach that conclusion. <laughs> yeah. She's made of wood. How can we tell that she's made of wood? Build a bridge out of her. Yeah. <laughs> ah, but couldn't you also build a bridge out of stone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Gold. All right. Alex, number two. My number two. Uh, it's cliche, but I love the white. I still love the white rabbit scene. It's still, even though I know it's coming, even all the setup and everything. It's like, oh man, you nearly sold my armor <laughs> coming up all the way over here. You got me so scared. It's like, well, it's got sharp teeth. It's got, it, it jumps this. Well, look at the bones, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, one rabbit stew coming up. <laughs> it just goes straight for the head. One, uh, also, awesome editing in this entire sequence. <laughs> just cuts his head. Well, not clean off because there's a bunch of chunks and gore just piling off of him. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. See, this is one of the things that didn't land with me. That was stupid, but... It, I, I still laughed at it. The, yeah, I chuckle, but not really. I'm like, yeah, okay. And it was it was like, the at that point, it was like the fifth or sixth time that like Arthur says, run away! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you see the rabbit just calmly... Uh, the the real rabbit just walking around with all the dead bodies and he's just covered in blood. <laughs> uh, awesome. Alright. My number two is once Lancelot does reach the castle. And this is a stupid little scene. And it gets me every time, with the few times I've seen this, when he's running up the little stairs and then he turns around and runs down and just hacks the... The, the yes, the yeah. There's like a there's like a flower vase. <laughs> like he stops and then goes back and hits it. Yeah. Oh goes, god! That, somebody that, comes back and he hits it and it just. Uh, oh god. That, yeah, that that's a perfect example. That I was talking about Jeff about like punctuating uh, like these scenes. Yeah. He's just first of all, I mean their action sequences are terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the armor doesn't fit and whatever else they're doing. He runs up and he just comes back. And, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my number two. 
Scott, number two. Uh, number two is the, the Vorpal Rabbit. <laughs> That's what it's called, Vorpal Rabbit. Yeah, just the, way, the very first time when it leaps at his neck and then he gets decapitated and then they just have that 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 close in editing, it's flying around on the on the string or whatever. <laughs> and then there's this big melee and three of them get murdered and then the, you see the bunny just kinda hopping around again and they've they've thrown some like food coloring or something on it to make it red. <laughs> but yeah, just the the whole idea of the this this bunny it's this murder machine. Uh, and, and the description leading up to it too about oh it's the most ill-tempered rodent you'll ever see yeah. <laughs> it's just a white bunny kind of hopping around at the entrance uh, just subverting expectations look at the bones yeah they're, they're really the only the only real evidence that they're in any danger <laughs> yeah alright Alex number one my number one uh, you guys have gone over a few of the points in this one, but the whole tale of Sir Lancelot, from beginning to end, that's my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it starts off with the with the very effeminate prince. It's like, oh, but I don't like her. <laughs> What's not to like? She's beautiful. She's got huge tracts of land. <laughs> and then, oh, the scene with the two guards. He's like, all right, I want you to keep him in here. Now stay here. Keep him in here. All right? Okay, wait. <laughs> Wait, keep who in here? Well, the prince. Keep him in here. That's what I told you. Oh, I thought you meant him, which would be weird because he's another guard. So we're clear now. You stay in here, you keep him in here. Right. Then he goes out to leave, and then both the guards also try to leave with him. Oh, my God. Every little step of that like short little interaction is phenomenal. And then he shoots the arrow, and he shoots uh, Lancelot's steed. What's his name? Concord. <laughs> and then they have that short little scene with Concord, and he's like, oh, Concord, I will avenge your death. Actually, I'm not dead. Oh, though you are mortally wounded, Concord. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. I'm actually feeling pretty good. <laughs> oh, sweet Concord. <laughs> you stay at rest. It's like, oh, you know, I can come with if you want. It's like, no, stay at rest. I will heroically, you know, <laughs> go and rescue this maiden. Then he goes off. He does. He murders, like, what? <laughs> 15, 16 people at that wedding party. <laughs> Everybody's like almost defenseless. <laughs> he just swash, slashes everybody. He gets up the stairs. <laughs> He's like, what? What? It's like, oh, I thought it was a girl. Well, I thought so too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he comes down and there's another little callback where uh, the the princess is the girl's dad. He's like, oh, though your father may be dead, you know, I think of you as... Uh, a second daughter. He's like, actually, <laughs> it's like the the father's not dead. Oh, though he's mortally wounded. It's like actually, he's starting to look a little bit better. <laughs> and then he like nods at his guard. <laughs> and though it seemed that like the father <laughs> was not mortally wounded and getting better, he, he felt the icy cold hand of death at his <laughs> side. <laughs> and his old guard stabs him to death. Uh, and then Eric Idle is like, oh, he's dead now. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing is a is a masterpiece in and of itself. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Go watch it, people. Yep. Uh, my number one is the Black Knight, <laughs> the armless, legless knight. Just everything you guys already said. I think my favorite part is just when 
First of all, with just like the special effects of the chopping off the arms and just how they come off to begin with, it's pretty ridiculous. And then when he has both of them, like I already said, when he has both of them off and he's dancing around like Scott's and he just kicks him in the ass and bounces back a couple steps. <laughs> it's merely a flesh wound. Uh, yes. It's, the scene is infamous for a reason and uh, I love it. Number one. I've had worse than I've had worse than this. Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, Scott. Number one. Uh, number one. Uh, like Alex says, it's Lancelot's quest. Just when he breaks in the castle, <laughs> he just starts hacking up anybody that gets in his way. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. he's, he goes out of his way to go over and like kicks the bride in the stomach. <laughs> 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 and then there's that that circle of dan- people dancing, and he just goes in and just starts stabbing all of them, <laughs> just just no reason. <laughs> and then the the Lord of the Castle takes him back downstairs, and they all start booing him, and he goes back down and starts hacking him up again. <laughs> He's like, no, no, wait. It's like, see, that's my problem. I just get carried away. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. And then, like Jeff said, when he stops midway up the stairs to hack at the. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cracks me old. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. So, any honorable mentions? Ah, uh, so many. What's the who plays? Uh, yeah, there's a lot, but who plays uh, Arthur? What's his face? Graham Chapman. Every time he says Jeebus, I laughed. Out loud. Yeah, the Vorpal Rabbit. After <laughs> people getting killed, he goes, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> he says it a couple times in different spots. Yeah, right? when the cow is flying up in the air. <laughs> yeah, just the way he says it. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ. All right, any others? Uh, so, when they when they try to uh, attack the French castle the first time, <laughs> and, and, and Arthur tells them all to run away, I don't, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Lancelot, but as they're running away, you see one knight, like, run up to the castle, and then, like, hit the side of it with his sword, and then run. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would that would be Lancelot. Yeah, so they're 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 all like a solid like twenty yards away from the castle, except for this one knight who just runs up and goes dink, just like real quick. <laughs> Doesn't like hit it that hard, and then he runs. Oh man, oh, that cracked me up. Uh, oh. oh, shout outs to Patsy when they get the Camelot. She's like, wow, Camelot, Camelot. She's like, it's only a model. He's like, shut up, you. Yeah, I like that. I like. I like how the peasants that he meets uh, early in the, in the beginning of the movie that, that break down the whole reason why why the monarchy doesn't work um, that they're digging for filth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are the Britons? They're just stockpiling filth. Oh, we all are Britons. <laughs> One of them goes, "Oh, look, there's a nice pile of there's there's some filth over here," and they they start digging up more filth. That, that also made me laugh, but. Uh... Well, a lady in a, a lady in a tub of water gave you a sword and made you king. That doesn't seem like a strong foundation for a government. <laughs> uh. Mhm. All right. Uh, well, let's rate it as usual. Uh, we rate it on a scale of one to seven. One being crap. Seven being perfection. Uh, four being somewhere in the middle. So, Alex, what would you rate this movie? Uh, this is an easy six for me. Uh, I like it, and maybe I'll, it'll grow on me into a seven. But right now, it's a six. Okay, that's good. Um, I'll give it a five. I like it. Don't need to see it many more times. Um, I really enjoy it, but like I said, it's just not—it's not in my wheelhouse. 
So five for me. Scott. Uh, also six. Um, this is a classic comedy. Recommend this to anybody. Uh, it only clocks in an hour and a half, by the way. I, I think that's worth mentioning. That's worth an honorable mention. Uh, again, there, there's a, there's a couple scenes in Life of Brian that that trump anything that they did in this movie. Yeah. So uh, I, I know that that it can like could could have possibly been even more. I don't funny throughout as a whole. I I, I don't know exactly what, what they would have done. Maybe less fourth wall breaking. I don't know, um, but it's still hilarious. Um, there's not many movies that, that I think are funnier. So a six. All right. Sounds good. All right. Now on to our crossover topic. So Alex, what is it? Uh, cute creatures that turn out to be very deadly. Okay. This was tough. Mm-hmm. I may have been to the rules a couple times, but yeah, me too. Right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear it. What's your number five? My number five is in real life IRL polar bear polar bears, polar bears. Okay. Because they're all in you know the fucking Coke advertising and everything, and oh they're you know they're really cute. Everybody wants a polar bear plushie when they go to SeaWorld in the Antarctic whatevers, or in the zoo. But then when you see like a nature video like Earth or something, and you just see them just drenched in blood against their bright white coats, it's like oh. Deadly. I feel like in all the they're not, all, they're not fucking around. Like in all the Planet Earth videos, it's the polar bears that get fucked up. Like they'll take on a well, walrus or something and get their asses kicked. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's really sad. Oh, but still. oh I mean, you could use this for like almost any bear looks cuddly. They're all <laughs> vicious bastards. Yeah, Steve, Stephen Colbert bears. has been on to bears for a long time. Yeah, he warned us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, the, you, you know, commercials have them playing with Santa, rolling in the snow, drinking Coke and stuff, but no. There's that one, you know, the fisherman that stole a fish from a bear, and he had to kick him in the nuts. What? <laughs> it was a stupid tuna fish commercial. Jesus. <laughs> Did not remember that. You remember, and the, and the bear, like, starts squaring up, and he does the shuck and jive with his legs? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. This is back in our 86 days that we saw this commercial. Yeah, I think I remember this. It was pretty pretty classic. <laughs> yep. Anyways, yeah, polar bears. All right. Don't 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 fuck with them. My number five, and this is stretching it, but I had to find out something. I will say the Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park. Thought about that one. Oh, damn it. Yeah, I thought about that one, too. I don't know why I didn't put him on my list. <laughs> So Nedry sees him, like, oh, you're not so bad. He looks all nice and cute. And then, not so nice and cute. I know, I'm stretching here. Sounds like you guys thought about it too, though, so I don't feel too bad. Dilophosaurus, you should see how I spelt it. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> Is there a few F's in there, Jeff? <laughs> there are no F's. Okay. Good. But, uh, I'm well, pretty you spelled sure it right. inaccurate. <laughs> all right, Scott. Okay, when we're five. So, I, I typically try to avoid having the uh, the thing from the the film we just talked about in the in the side list. Uh, but I found a way around that this time around. Um, and so for my number five, I'm going to go with the Vorpal Rabbit. Not not from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, but yeah. from a video game called Dragon's Crown. Uh, where you... <laughs> where it's a, it's a side-scroller. Think, think kind of like 
I don't know, gauntlet maybe, uh, like the newer gauntlets. Anyways, side-scrolling, kind of that like RP- RPG action, hack and slash. But um, you have to you have to make your way through this cave with all these horrible monsters and golden axe. Yeah, golden axe is a good example. Um, yeah. Where you have to battle your way through this in this one stage through all these like you know there's horrible monsters and you get to the very end of the stage uh, to fight the the boss and there's just, just these mountains of of skulls and bones and you wonder oh what the hell am I about to fight and then like a Two scale rabbit shows up, so like just basically like the verbal bunny in Monty Python, and this thing fucking pushes your shit in. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll like do this attack where he'll like crunch down on your brain, and it'll actually do like a freeze frame on the game and show like like a, like an X ray of your bones being cracked. Uh, it's it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a nice little touch for this video game. Otherwise, plays it pretty straight. <laughs> but there's this one boss bunny. Uh, so yeah, that's my number five. Ripple Rabbit from Dragon's Crown. Alright. Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is from a terrible movie from the early 90s. Maybe late 80s. Right, early early 90s. Mom and Dad Save the World. Okay, the the Toadstools or the whatever? Yep. Oh, that's a good pull. Damn it. I what that is. Yeah, they look like these little mushroom things, and then all of a sudden they have ravenous, just layer upon layer of teeth. So, so there's a super weird movie that starred the, the, uh, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. and Terry Gar, and they somehow get sent to another planet, and John Lovitz is the bad guy, and it's a really weird movie. <laughs> yep. This is before that guy got busted for child pornography. <laughs> yeah, so oh, Jeffrey yeah. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Classy, yeah. cl- classy cast. Mm-hmm. And I'm raping all the benefits. We got Kathy Island in it too. Well, now we're talking. <laughs> all right, uh, Alex, number <laughs> three. I just did my number four. Oh shit! Then it's my number four. My number? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> my number four comes. From Stranger Things season two, so okay, not a, not a spoiler, oh, nice. but Damn the it. little baby Demogorgon thing that Dustin's hiding in his house. Uh, the po- I think it's a Demogorgon, the, whatever that little creature. The polywog. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, yeah, he starts out cute, doesn't end very cute, but there it is. Stranger Things season two, polywog slash Demogorgon. Nice. All right, now Scott number four. Uh, number four would be the titular uh, Lepidae from Night of the Lepis. <laughs> I don't know if either one of you is familiar with this movie. Nope. Yeah. yeah, I just saw it on uh, Best of the Worst on Red Letter Media. Yeah, so it's the early 70s. Forrest Kelly's in it. And, ah! and Janet Lee. But uh, basically, it's a movie about a bunch of people that have to fight off a horde of giant mutant rabbits. And they look at the rabbits like they filmed like live rabbits and then did like a bunch of like matte painting stuff. So <laughs> little models. Yeah, so they're yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> giant bunnies. <laughs> giant murderous bunnies, but still giant bunnies nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So that's my number five. The bunnies from Night of the Lepus. That's your number four, right? And number four, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Now on to Alex number three. 
My number three is Galaxy Quest, which is pretty much the same scene from uh, Mom and Dad's yeah. of the World. They go to the planet and they find these cute little uh, serpent people, and then they have ah, they come out with teeth and claws and they want to eat them. And then the rock monster comes, and it has to get teleported. Man, I'm wondering if that's... A, there was a scene I, I knew I remember somewhere or something like that, and I couldn't figure out the movie. And I, I thought it was Men in Black, but maybe you're right. Maybe it was Galaxy Quest. Same time period, basically. So, mm-hmm. okay. That's but, forever. Yeah. See, because I always remember something like that happening in some movie, but it's it's overused so much that it's vague. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell. Like, those are the only two that I remember clearly, is Galaxy Quest and Mom and Dad Save the World. Okay. Yeah, I thought something like Men in Black that happened, but maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But, okay, nice one. Mm-hmm. All right, my number three is, and I don't know, he's not really a creature. He's more of a uh, spook, specter, or ghost. And that would be the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Uh, I, I, I just replaced him with something else on my list like two seconds ago that I thought of. <laughs> That's funny. He was going to get an honorable mention from me, but yeah. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. Stay Puff Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. He looks, you know, as as, as Bakeman said, we got this guy all wrong. He's a sailor in New York. We get him laid, we have no problem. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he just looks like a big, friendly, squishable, squeezable, eatable, edible marshmallow. But he's not. He's a dick. Because <laughs> nobody steps at a church in my town. Mm-hmm. All right. Stay Puff, my number three. Scott. Uh, my number three is from Spirited Away, and that would be No Face. Oh, damn it. That's a good one. Who uh, has no expression, but otherwise just kind of moves around in this kind of curious, uh, almost like a dog, uh, just manner kind of following her around. Um, and then shit goes down. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But until that point... There's a very innocent quality to the whole thing. Um, you don't realize that something bad's happening until um, later on. So, yeah. I, it's hard to describe it without spoiling it, but uh, No Face from Spirited Away. Yeah, go watch it, people. Right. Shout-outs to the little Japanese girl in kindergarten that dressed up as No Face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex, number two. Uh, my number two... A uh, bit of a stretching, but uh, from Star Trek, the original series, the Tribbles. Oh, it's pretty good. Because they're adorable, but they multiply really fast. They're not physically harmful, but they eat so much food that... You, you know, Because they multiply so much. Yeah, they're trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> they eat all of the stockpiles of food from the Enterprise. There is uh, shortages of everything. They were in the wires. They almost blew up the ship. There's so many of them. Yeah. You're also mortal enemies of the Klingon Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Who says that? Worf says that. Worf right? says that, yeah. <laughs> the all-time classic lines. <laughs> they also don't talk about how they went from no bumps on their head. Yeah, to they don't like talk about it. <laughs> All right. My number two, once again, is a stretch, but I think it's a good one. And I don't even know. I'm going to say species from species. Species, spicy species. 
We're talking so, about talking about sexy time monsters. Yes. Ooh, dang. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's a, okay. I'll give it to you, but you watch yourself, Jeff. <laughs> she looks all beautiful and hot and everything, and then she lures you into the room, and then you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Doc Ock. Tasha Hendricks, whatever her name Hendricks, is. Yeah. Doc Ock ruins everything. <laughs> Doc Ock. <laughs> yeah, Alfred Molina. He's in that. He's the... He's the one that finally gives her the the sperm she's been looking for for the entire movie. <laughs> so, I think this counts. I'm I'm putting it on number two. Love that movie. Although I haven't seen it in twenty years. Yeah, <laughs> species. Scott, number two. Uh, number two is from Futurama, and that would be Nibbler. Yeah, pretty much all the Nibblonians. <laughs> yeah. Now they're not not so much monsters in the. <sighs> You know they that they become antagonists, but they <laughs> you see them on many occasions uh, their appetite and they'll eat like whole giraffes <laughs> in one go, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Um, but then they're painfully adorable. Uh, my, my favorite line about that is is after uh, Nibbler's revealed himself to be, actually be intelligent, and they they talk about it and uh, he tells one of the other Nibblonians. <laughs> Well, sometimes I really think we are cute. And she says, oh, snigglepoofs. poofs." <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Nibbler, uh, adorable and also a, a killing machine. Remorseless killing machine. machine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two. Nice. All right. Alex, it's your number one. My number one is Gizmo the Mogwai. What about Gizmo? Yeah. No, it's his... Well, no, it's the kid's fault. Puts water on him, and then all those guys turn into gremlins. Right, I'm saying, it's, uh, I'm saying it's not Gizmo that's the right, but right. Eh, Mogwai in general. Yeah, that I'll agree to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my, my number one is Mogwai, and and also I agree to because Mogwai is also my number one. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything? What does he have? What, what if he has a piece of food stuck in his teeth? And then at midnight, it finally comes loose, and he eats it. Mm. Yeah, there's some loopholes. There's some. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what if? Some what if the time changes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. But if you take them across, like, yeah, time zones. Uh, the gremlins are hilarious, but they'll they'll murder you without a second thought. Or flash you. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or flash yeah. Only one of them's like hardcore, like chaotic evil, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Stripe. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had the same thing. I had Mogwai. I originally wrote Gizmo too, and then I was like, actually, Gizmo's fine. It's all his. Yeah, it's all the other, all the other ones are brood. assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was the first. He was that was the easiest one. <laughs> mm-hmm. For me. So. Right. Anything else to add? I guess we're all. This is all number one. Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. As usual, let us know online. You never do, but let us know anyway. <laughs> we forget to ask. We forget to check. But we want the process. To <laughs> it's a perfect circle. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is. We'll get a uh, social manager one of these days. Yeah. That'll work for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that. We'll get, we'll get something started here. All right. Woo. Uh, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports bowl? It's that time of year again. Super Bowls. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Woo! Everybody's gearing up. 
Uh, it's the hated Patriots versus whoever. Nobody likes the Pats. Well, that's true. Yeah. Except for the Boston people. But everyone hates Boston, so it's, it's a perfect circle <laughs> once again. Yeah. Symmetry. Yep. Um, it's the Rams, baby. Mm-hmm. I don't care if there was a penalty at the end of the game that wasn't called. Too bad. Shut up, New Orleans. Yeah. So, some, so I a stupid petition going around. It's like, oh, they should replay the game. It's only fair. <laughs> so, so I like to say one thing about that. Yes, that was a fucking butchered no call, and it was awful. But I bet if you went back in that game, you would find plays where New Orleans should have been called for shit. That would have oh, yeah. that could have changed the whole outcome of the game as well. It just got magnified just because it was at the very end there. Yeah. Yeah. Laces out. Yeah. Also, they started with the ball in overtime. Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, Tom Brady got the ball in overtime. He didn't give it. He just went down and scored. So Drew yeah. Brees is not as good as Tom Brady. <laughs> Shut up. Now, I, and I hate you for making me defend Tom Brady. Yeah, that's how bad this is. Yeah. So that's on you, Norman. But again, that was a fucking atrocious no call. It was absolutely nope. atrocious, and I can see why they're pissed off about it. But yeah. again, if you went back to the whole game, to be fair. The- the uh, the coaches didn't have a instant replay thing. It doesn't work like that. You can't replay for it to make them make a call. They can only replay calls that are actually made, and even then, not all of them. All right. Well, since this is borderline talking about, sports, yeah, we're actually getting into sports. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, apologies, oh, yeah. apologies to Lister Daniel. By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will say that. That's what everyone wants to know. Oh, you know, you should be able to remove penalties. And I was like, Jesus Christ, the games are going to be 12 hours long. But I don't know. There's rules for that. I don't know. It was a bad call. Hey, Angels fan here. Goddamn guy. Yeah, we got fucking... Talk about getting jobbed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we've been through it. It happens. It sucks. It totally sucks. But get over it. Don't fucking sue the guy in the league and whatever, you dumb idiots. (laughs) Jesus, go back to showing your tits or whatever you do down there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but is there a rule that a horse can't play football? <laughs> no, nope, nope. Or a donkey, a mule, <laughs> or a donkey, <laughs> any kind of equ- equestrian animal. <laughs> anyway, oh yeah, I do love Drew Brees. Actually, I like him Air way Bud. better than Tom Brady. But whatever. Air Bud plays football. He does. Yeah. And basketball. He's soccer. He <laughs> <play> basketball. Fucking <laughs> what? Tennis is next. He's a Golf? very, very athletic golden retriever. Fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Comes out now. Wait a minute. There's nothing in the rule books that doesn't say a golden retriever that's adorable can't play basketball. Uh, wait. By the way, since we're still in sports, I have to say I was uh, down in Nashville. Sorry, I missed you, Daniel. Um, and I went to a national Nashville Predators hockey game. It was awesome. You guys know hockey. I love it. It's a great. Great environment. And then I went to a honky tonk afterwards. What's a honky tonk? Honky tonk, honky tonk rock, honky tonk rock. And then the guy got his guitar and he hit someone over the head with it. Oh, awesome! Nice. Yeah. And then he gave him the. Oh damn it! I forgot his finishing move. It wasn't the hitting sweet... him with the guitar. The shake, rattle, and roll. No, that wasn't his. <laughs> that wasn't the legitimate finishing move. Oh. <laughs> <That was> just... <laughs> God damn it, I forgot what a honky tonk man's finishing me was. Like this shake, rattle, and roll. I don't know what it was, but. Honky tonk man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> That's um, good shtick. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Nashville Preds, you guys got it going on. 
Zang. It's time for Niam News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> Zang. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a uh, couple of reviews here. On Netflix, uh, recently released, was Sex Education, uh, starring Asa Butterfield, Agent Scully, <gasps> mm-hmm. and and others. Uh, this is a... And the rest... Yeah. Mulder? Yep. Wait, what? Not Mulder. <laughs> but yeah, Jillian Anderson's in it. But Jeff, you I don't know if you like it, because she speaks with a British accent. She does now. It's so weird. Yeah. Uh, She's been living there forever. Yeah. But yeah, this is a, a teen sex comedy stretched over uh, eight episodes. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was funny. It, the, the show kind of lives in this pseudo-heightened reality of this idyllic British town off of a river somewhere. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it was funny. It was well-acted. There were some great characters. Um, some of the I was surprised uh, with some of the characters that that start is pretty shallow, but they get um, really strong arcs later on in the course of the episodes. Uh, but yes, I, I I recommend this. I'm looking forward to a, a second season, um, if if one should be created. Uh, so there's that, and then a quick movie review. I saw Upgrade, which uh, kind of came and went last year. I saw yeah, it in the theater. Was that, oh, was uh, that Tom Hardy? It looks like him. It does look yeah. like it looks exactly like him, him, but it's not him. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it, it was a lot more sci-fi than I thought it was going to be, based on the, the trailer, commercials, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, again, it was it was just a little over an hour and a half, so thumbs up for that. Uh, but yeah, there was there was some interesting action, um, some some interesting camera work, um, and again, it had a lot more of a sci-fi bent to it than I thought it would. Uh, that I appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I recommend this one, too. It was kind of... I mean, you could tell it was low-budget, but they did a good job of not making it feel low-budget. Uh, and, yeah, if, if you're in the mood for, you know, kind of light sci-fi action, uh, I would recommend this. So, Upgrade. I would say, I would say it feels like a long episode, like a long Black Mirror episode. <laughs> kind of. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see why you, why you would feel that way. Yeah. Uh, without spoiling anything. And then, um, finally, uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake came out uh, last Friday. The movie or the game? The game. (laughs) Yeah, they they, they remade (laughs) the second. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, this came out Friday as of this recording. Last Friday as of this recording. And I don't know how far into it I am, but I'm definitely enjoying it. Uh, it's still very tense. Uh, you know, they, they made it so that there's no breaks in the camera. So you just go from one area to the next. And, uh, yeah, they made the zombies a lot tougher. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. When headshot doesn't kill him bullshit. No, <laughs> there's, there's like a chance that with, I, I don't know if it's scripted or not, but there's a chance where you will just kind of blow their head apart and then that'll be that. But like sometimes you'll shoot them and they'll go down. And you shoot them and they'll go down again, and then they'll fucking get back up again. And then sometimes you'll see corpses that don't move at all. But you'll you'll have to go back to that area later, and then they get up. And it's like, God damn it! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, again, it provides a very tense experience. Uh, but yeah, it looks gorgeous. Uh, they they 
they did a really good job. That as someone who loved the original, but probably my top ten favorite games of all time, mm-hmm. uh, the original Resident Evil Two. Um, I'm I'm happy with what they did with this. Um, they could have gone full on like, uh, I don't know, uh, what's the other zombie series that Capcom has? Uh, Dead Rising. They could have yeah, gone yeah. and gone with that route and just made it more of a kill as many zombies as you can. Uh, but no, you still got to think about ammo and things like that, which it always feels like you never have enough ammo. So they did a good job with that. Uh, uh, Breakable knives. and everything. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff that you run out of. You got to think about it. Um, so yeah, they they definitely kept the kind of survival part of the survival horror. And uh, I totally recommend this. So Resident Evil 2 remake. And uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. So, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Yeah, I finally saw Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, I'm not really into, you know, rom-coms, because most of them are garbage. Or Asians, for this... that matter. <laughs> Jeebus, age. But this movie's really good. I recommend it. Okay. People people who deserve it get their comeuppance. Spoilers. Uh, some really good writing. Uh, really, really great, like, outlandish characters that are used, you know, just right. And uh, there's a, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a sick burn towards the end of the movie that I had to stand up and do like a little Mori dance. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> with with the Guile theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the movie's awesome. Great writing. Great costumes. Like great wardrobe and everything. It's pretty awesome. Oh, cool. Anything else? Yeah. For a rom-com, I recommend. Uh, nope, that's it. All right, Jeff. There, Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, I was on mute. Sorry, <laughs> left. Are you there, Jeff? <laughs> Jeff, are you there? I have a few things. Yeah, I'm here, Fred. Um, <laughs> did we talk about the new Spider-Man trailer yet, or no? We did a little. We, 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 we talked a little bit about it last week. Is there something else okay. you wanted to go over with it? No, no. Okay, we're good with there. Um, on my flight, I saw two movies I hadn't seen that relatively new. I saw. The new Mission Impossible Fallout, I think. Mm-hmm. This would Scott immediately would not like it because it's like two hours and I did, I did see it and it was too long. <laughs> uh, um, I still enjoyed. Got it. to see uh, Superman's glorious mustache in this movie. Yep, the CGI. Uh, I'm, the one they had to CGI out his face for. They had to rubberize his face for. Yeah, because this movie um, it was all right. I mean, it's a Mission Impossible. Yeah, movie. yeah, no, it was oh, fine. It was fun. Just, Whatever. convoluted bullshit plots but people tearing their faces off left and right but it was fun and then no, that's face off I, I also liked how Superman cocks his arms yeah <laughs> I had the trailer they actually put sound effects behind it which was awesome I wish I would have kept that in the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I saw The Predator yeah I did not like it yeah, yeah nobody did oh my god Olivia Munn as a super smart, uh, badass, whatever. I didn't buy. It. I didn't buy anything. All these people were is it, dumb. Doctor Christmas. Yeah, she was Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But I saw like I have my streak. I've watched all these Alien or slash Predator movies, and they the first one. It's like there's so much more bad compared to good. Why do we still like this franchise? I don't get it. Yeah, kind of like Star Wars. Uh, hmm, that's a topic for another day. That's yeah, good. I know. <laughs> yeah. It, that's what it has become. And yeah. It is becoming. 
um, and then I want to talk about just quickly. I think usually Scott does this, but I'll do it. The nominees for the Oscar. Oh Academy yeah, that's Awards right. I, I think I did. I think I didn't say anything about it because I didn't care this time around. Yeah, probably still so watch I'm not it from gonna home. Go through, but... I'm not going to go through all the categories. Maybe we can do it another time. But I just want to do Best Picture, and so they've nominated Black Panther, which they just threw in just so us people won't get mad. Yeah. There's no way in hell it's going to win. No, yeah, um, zero chance. Bl- Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, spelled the Canadian way, uh, Green Book, <laughs> Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Miami Vice? I've seen two of these. How many of these have you guys seen? Uh, <laughs> I saw Black Panther. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also saw Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the only other one. So, so, so I've heard mixed stuff about Green Book about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, I heard Roma's good, and it's on Netflix. Yeah, though. Roma's so good. I heard we can all watch nothing but good things about A Star Is Born either. Uh, so those two seem like. But yeah. but did yeah, it's funny. A Star Is Born kind of got snubbed and everything else though. <laughs> oh, it looks like uh, Bradley Cooper was nominated for actor or director. Yes. Yeah, actor and Lady Gaga was nominated. So oh, was she? Okay, well, I don't know what I'm talking about then. <laughs> but nothing for the director here. But those two are at least not nominated. Um, What's in the most popular movie category? Yeah, I think that's next year. I don't think that's this year. Well, they they haven't set any definitive timelines on that, especially after yeah. the backlash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, I don't know. Once again, like I, the Green Book, I want to see mainly because it has the vig. <laughs> so I want to see. It. I haven't seen him in anything else forever. Um, yeah, I heard Roma's good. I'll watch that. Vice. That's the uh, Dick Cheney movie, yeah. right? So, so I've heard yeah. Dick, 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 yeah. Dick Cheney. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I've I've heard the best part about it is seeing Christian Bale kind of transform into the role. Uh, but otherwise, it's yeah. just okay. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what the favorite is. I've never even heard of it. So that that uh, one actually it's a British. looks interesting. Yeah, it's super British, Jeff. Although it does oh, have Emma boy. Stone in it, playing a British oh, person. Boy. Yeah. Oh, I think I did see a trailer for yeah. this then. Uh, Rachel Weisz, Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. It's no, like okay, Queen. I yes, I did and... see a trailer for that. Did not look interesting to me. <laughs> yeah. Yep, me either. Um. All right, that's it. I mean, you have Vigo, Rami Malek, Willem Dafoe, Bradley Cooper, Christian Bale. I'm not going to go through all these, but let's go to the categories that everybody's interested in here. Oh, here, Alex will like this one. Animated mm-hmm. Features. Yeah, yeah. Incredibles wow. 2. Isle of the Dogs. Oh, Mirai? I still haven't seen Isle of Dogs or Mirai. Ralph Breaks the Internet. Spider-Man yes. Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, I've Spider-Verse seen, should win. I've seen one of those, and that's the one I saw, and I really liked it'll, it. It'll, it'll either be bad. It'll either be that or Incredibles. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we can go into uh, best live-action short film. <laughs> we have Detainment, Fauve, oh, yeah. Marguerite, Mother, right. and Skin. Apparently, only one, ti- one word titles for all... Yeah. Five of these movies. Well, well which... oh, they're independent. They can't afford. So, so which time. one of those was your favorite, Jeff? Oh, mine was Marguerite. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah. And then we have the best foreign films. We have Copper Nam, Cold War, Never Look Away, Roma, and Shoplifters. Hmm. Yeah. Not burning. Burning guts down mixing Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, Roma, A Star is Born. So, there you go. Now I feel like I'm just uh, filibustering here. So we will end the... Oh, no, wait, I found more here. Okay. More categories? Please, (laughs) expand. Uh, We have original score. Best craft services. I don't know if that's on here. Let's look. Nope, not on here. It should be. But best boy. Best key Uh, grip. There's no best grips, yeah. Um, All right. You guys have anything else? No, I think I'm good. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.